Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. This week, we're going to be talking about the Gettysburg Battlefield in Pennsylvania. Oh. So, I hope every American knows about this. If not, again, get out your history books. Yes. Get educated. <laughs> educated. <laughs> so, the Battle of Gettysburg was fought from July 1st to July 3rd of 1863 and is considered the most important engagement of the American Civil War. Is also the bloodiest. Bloodiest. So. Blood. And if we learned. Blood. It is disgusting. And, and blood. Blood helps the ground. And blood makes ghosts. Yum. <laughs> Yum. So in May 1863, Robert E. Lee, uh, his Confederate Army of Northern Virginia had a victory over the Army of Potomac at Charles Chancellorsville. Yeah. Upon learning that the army of the Pot- Potomac was I on think its, its Potomac. Potomac. It's in Native American, so. You're supposed to know the Native American ones, ma'am. Yeah. I'm silencing my phone. I'm sorry. Uh, upon learning the army of Potomac, still say it, said it wrong, but <laughs> was on its way, Lee planned to assemble his army in the prosperous crossroads town of Gettysburg, 35 miles southwest of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Lee planned to assemble his army into prosperous crossroads into Gettysburg, 35 miles south of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. One of the Confederate divisions of the AP Hills Command approached the town in search of supplies early on July 1st, only to find that two Union cavalry brigades had arrived the previous day as the bulk of both armies headed towards gettysburg confederate forces led by hill and richard e well were able to drive the outnumbered federal defenders back through town to cemetery hill located a half a mile to the south uh, this is now day two, and as the next day dawned, the Union Army had established strong positions from Culp's Hill to Cemetery Ridge. Lee assessed his enemy's position and determined against the advice of his defensively-minded 2nd Command, James Longstreet, to attack the Federals where they stood. He ordered Longstreet to lead an attack on the Union left while Ewell's corpse would strike the right near the corpse hill. Though his orders were to attack as early as in the day as possible, Longstreet didn't get his men into position until 4 p.m. when they opened fire on the Union corpse. Ooh. Which, yikes, 4 p.m. And they're supposed to attack as early as possible. Well, 
you know, that's how things happen. Like today's recording. You're supposed to do it earlier, but you know what? Now it's closer to 4 (laughs) p.m. Understandable. Hey, look at there. Pure coincidence. Pure coincidence. (laughs) So over the next several hours, bloody fighting raged along Sickling's Lane, which stretched from the nest of boulders known as Devil's Den into Peach Orchard as well as in a nearby wheat field and on the slopes of Little Round Top. Thanks to fierce fighting by one Marine regiment, the Federals were able to hold Little Round Top, but lost the orchard, field, and devil's den. Sickling himself was seriously wounded, and Ewell's men had advanced to the Union forces at Culp's Hill and East Cemetery Hill in coordination with Longstreet's 4 p.m. attack. But the Union forces had stalled their attack by dusk. Both armies suffered extremely heavy losses on July 2nd with 9,000 or more casualties on each side. This combined casualty totaled from two days of fighting came nearly to 35,000. Oh my gosh. Their largest two-day toll of the war. And on early morning of July 3rd, Union forces of the 12th Army Corps pushed back the Confederate threat against Culp's Hill after a seven-hour firefight and, rega- and regained their strong position. Believing his men had been on the brink of victory the day before, Lee decided to send three divisions against the Union Center on Cemetery Ridge. Fewer than 15,000 troops led by a division under George Pickett would be tasked with marching some three-quarters of a mile across open fields to attack dug-in Union infantry positions. Wow, this is a lot. A lot of information. Man. Wow. Whoa. It's crazy how history has itself. Wow. It's almost like this is a whole war that took four years. Dang. Crazy. So sad. (laughs) I'm so done. done. (laughs) Uh, Despite Longstreet's protests, Lee was determined, and the attack, later known as Pickett's Charge, went forward around 3 p.m. After an an artillery bombardment by some 150 Confederate guns, Union infantry opened fire on the advancing rebels from behind stone walls while regiments... From Vermont, New York, and and Ohio hit both of the enemy's flanks. Caught from all sides, barely half of the Confederates survived, and Pickett's division lost two-thirds of its men. As the survivors stumbled back to their opening position, Lee and Strong and Longstreet scrambled to shore up their defensive line after the failed assault. His hopes of a victorious invasion of the North dashed. Lee waited for a Union counterattack on July 4th, but never came. That's a little scary. That night, in heavy rain, the Confederate general withdrew his... Decimated. Decimated? Decimated. Wow. I don't know how to read very well. It means destroyed. (laughs) No. Depleted. Decimated. Well, all those words. <laughs> uh, his army toward Virginia. The army, oh wow, the army. The Union had won the Battle of Gettysburg. Woo! 
So, go Union! Yay! Though the casualties made would be criticized for not pursuing the enemy after Gettysburg, the battle was a crushing defeat for the Confederacy. Union casualties in the battle numbered 23,000, while the Confederates had lost about 28,000. Wow. More than a third of Lee's army. Dang. That's so many people. Yeah. Too many. Uh, The North rejoiced while the South mourned in hopes for foreign recognition of the Confederacy erased. Dun, dun, dun. The Confederacy means nothing. Apparently not. Yep. Yikes. So it was demoralized by the defeat at Gettysburg. Lee offered his resignation to President Jefferson Davis, but it was refused. Though the great Confederate general would go on to win other victories, the Battle of Gettysburg combined with Ulysses S. Grant's victory at Vicksburg, also on July 4th, turned into the tide of the Civil War in the Union's favor. The Union had won, but 5,000 horses and 50,000 had laid dead or dying. Wow. So many horses. Not the horses. So many horses. 5,000 horses? Okay, and then like 50,000 dead people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's like 5,000 horses or 50,000. You know, in Texas, there's like a law or something where like if you kill a horse, you can like die. Because like this was like Wild West rules. So like a horse was like equal to a man life because of how expensive they were. Like, back in the day. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, if you shot someone's horse, you could be put to death. Like, that used to be a rule here in what? here in Western Texas. So, that's something crazy to think about. Nice. But, um, again, 5,000 horses is expensive. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about how, like, you know, they were used for literally everything back in the day. Um, so, yeah. And a Texas horse was worth a Texas man's life. The more you know. Yikes. Well... Um, as you guys can tell, this battle was fierce and fought hard and was, you know, again, very bloody and very bad. Um, so with all of those things, of course, comes ghosts. Reports of cries from wounded soldiers can still be heard to this day. It is said that many of the Confederate soldiers did not receive a proper burial um, and still lingering to forever fight a battle that has passed all these years after. Um, again, since the, you know, Confederate side lost 28,000 men, um, and even in the first day, there's 35,000 people that died. Um, it's crazy to think about how some of them might, uh, they were just laying in the field for days. Um, and usually what they would do after battles is they would just literally throw them in a pile and burn the bodies because there was too many. That's sad. Very sad. Um, it is actually said that the spirit of Robert E. Lee himself is still trapped on the Gettysburg battlefield. Um, as you could tell, um, you probably know why. Um, one of his biggest failures. Um, so, yeah. Yuck. And then, um, so, of course, now he is uh, very, very, very sad. Um, and Ulysses S. Grant, you know, of course, is the one that won. So, <laughs> um so the next haunting is the Daniel Lady Farm. 
This was used as the Confederate Army's field hospitals, um, hospital on site. So soldiers who were suffering from artillery wounds, um, which is a lot of chest wounds um, and lost limbs, um, were brought to this farm to recover or to just suffer through their final moments of their lives. The farmhouse um, and barn actually saw their share of ghastly horror. The ghosts of General Isaac Ewell and his corpse of almost 10,000 men still reportedly haunt this farm. Oh, no. Um, and as you can imagine, back in the day, all they could do is if you literally, like, oh, you got a bullet hole in your arm? Guess we're going to chop it off. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, sorry, you got some shrapnel in your leg? Guess we're going to chop it off. Oh, you got a splinter in your finger? <laughs> Let's just chop off your hand. It's fine. No. That's what I always tell. Like, any kids, I'm like, anytime they're like, oh, no, I got a boo-boo. I'm like, do you want me to chop it off? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> Poor kids. <laughs> Poor kids. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where that term came from. So, if you're like, want me to chop it off? <laughs> it was because literally that was the only option. They would no. just turn a kit yeah, and take a field saw to it. And <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That was the blood in the sign, in case you at home did not like my. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta wipe the tears of sadness. She's crying in the studio yet again. So yeah, so that's um, the ones that reportedly haunt the farm. Um, and then the other one is the Cashtown Inn. Um, so the Cashtown Inn is just eight miles west of the tiny town of Cashtown, or west of the tiny town. Uh, Cashtown Inn was the site where the first soldier was actually killed during the Gettysburg campaign of the Civil War. The current owners believe they have proof of their ghostly visitors. Jack Palladino and his wife have pictures from 18, excuse me, 1987 through 2007 of strange orbs and skeletons showing up in their photos. Okay, an orb, I would be like, okay, cool, like that's a light orb, but if a whole ass skeleton, skeleton, <laughs> like if that shows up on my camera, I'm gonna be concerned. I was, I'm not gonna lie, when I was doing this research and I saw that, I was like, I was like, really? Uh, a whole ass oh, skeleton? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, spirit orbs, deal. Skeletons. <laughs> I was like, that's a little suspicious, but no, still that's get suspicious. Put in the research. <laughs> but it's going in the research. Um, and according to Mr. Palladino, he and his guests have actually heard their share of thumping doors. Um, oh they've also witnessed the lights turning on and off by themselves, um, doors locking and unlocking themselves, and all that jazz. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Very funny. No. So that's the Cash Town Inn. Um, then the next most haunted place is the Gettysburg Hotel. Um, hmm, I wonder why it's haunted. Um, so the history of the Gettysburg Hotel is actually filled with tales of eerie, ha eerie hauntings. Um, there's a ghost of a woman who has been seen dancing in the hotel's ballroom. You know how I feel about um, pretty nice ghosts just dancing in ballrooms. I'm down for it. Um, paranormal investigators also believe there's a spirit of a Union soldier named James Cumberson. Colbertson? Colbertson. Um, <laughs> of Company K, Pennsylvania Reveres. <coughs> Reveres? Reveres. That's, that's reserves, <coughs> ma'am, Miss uh, English over there. I'm sorry. Paranormal <laughs> investigators believe the spirit of a Union soldier named James Colbertson of the Company K Pennsylvania Reserves still roams around the hotel to this day. The history of the Gettysburg Hotel is filled with so many other hauntings. Um, it's crazy, and people always hear stuff. And then um, the next thing is the ghost train. 
choo-choo, all aboard. Oh. Come on, ghosts, get on. Oh, no. Don't miss your stop. To hell. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> okay, so the ghost train. Tourists, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Tourists can actually take a 90-minute ride on the ghost train. Choo-choo. <laughs> They're not going with the ghosties. They're going with the ghosts. No. <laughs> Get the ghosts in my caboose. <laughs> I got a caboose full of ghosts going nowhere. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, this is one of the only ghost tours in Gettysburg that actually takes visitors across the battlefield. So, um, one of the tour storytellers says that he and his passengers have actually smelled cigar smoke and even seen the souls of soldiers roaming on the train and near the tracks while they're traveling across the historic battlefield. Oh, so that's a ghost train. All aboard. Choo-choo. No. <laughs> I just made no, direct eye thanks. contact with Allison when I said that. No, thank you. Choo-choo. National Soldiers Orphan Homestead um, is one of the other places. So during the Battle of Gettysburg, this building was actually used as the headquarters for the Union General Howard. Um, in 1866, it was turned into an orphanage. Wow, that's like <laughs> double haunting. I don't know. Yeah. Like, hmm, let's use it for war. And then let's put, let's put children that have no parents are already traumatized into this building that's going to traumatize them even more that's the worst combo um so it was turned into an orphanage and at one time housed 130 boys and girls so they were just like cramming those kids in there um why were there so many orphans i mean i guess there's still like a lot of orphans like i guess we just don't think about them as much because we have like foster care and like you know adoption agencies and actual places for to take care of children nowadays um so that i I just 130 130 just in gettysburg so um the headmistress her name was rosa carmichael um she was actually infamous for her cruelty um and was eventually convicted of child abuse oh no that's not good no no. (laughs) um then of course, the orphanage closed in 1877, um, only about 10 years after it was used. Um, and then, um, but it's still said to this day that Rosa's dark spirit is said to be lurking in the basement, trapped and angry, looking to nibble on little boys and little girls' toes. No. No? no. And she's trunchable from uh, Matilda. Why didn't Krampus go get her? Yeah, for real. All right, the next one is the Ginny Waddle House. So on July 3rd of 1863, 20-year-old Ginny White, or, oh, excuse me, Ginny Wade House. Um, on July 3rd of 1863, 20-year-old Ginny Wade, <sighs> Ginny, G-E-N-N-I-E, Ginny. That reminds Ginny. me, Ginny, um, what is it? The life, My life as a teenage robot, her name is oh. Ginny. She's a... Robot Girl. Do you remember that show? No. Well, I thought you were going. 
totally <laughs> different. <laughs> I was going Jenny from the block, but Jenny from the block. <laughs> yeah, we got Jenny from the block. Um, so on July third, eighteen sixty-three, um, she became the only civilian casualty actually during the Battle of Gettysburg. Uh, this happened when a Confederate sniper. Um, his musket ball actually smashed through the door on the north side of her house and killed her instantly upon penetration. Yikes. I'm just minding my own business. Let me cook some dinner. Oh, there's just a war happening over there. Let me look out the window real fast. No. (laughs) Bully comes through door. No, that's horrible. That does sound terrible. But yeah, she was the only civilian casualty. Um, So, of course, (laughs) she's still haunting the place. Um, I could imagine just be like vibing in my own house and then get shot. (laughs) I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Um, so she's one of the spirits that is said to still be in Gettysburg. Um, Actually, 10% of paranormal encounters um, that happen in Gettysburg have been visual and then the other two-thirds have been auditory, which actually include cannon shots, horse hooves, men cheering, and even a whisper in your ear. Oh, no. Don't look behind you. It's the, the Poltergals. <laughs> but also, um, super scary if that actually happened to me. I'd be like, who dat? <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, back up, boy. Um, (laughs) there have also been reports of people being tapped on the shoulder, um, their clothes being pulled, um, or even them just being pushed over by an unseen force. Um, it is also said that you can smell, um, gun soup powder, um, rose water perfume, and then of course cigar smoke, like on the train, um, at Spangler's Meadow, just east of the Spangler Spring, um, hundreds of union soldiers from Massachusetts and the Indiana um, and Indiana lost their lives um, on the morning of July 3rd of 1863. Um, so be on the lookout for the legendary woman in white. Haven't we already told like four stories called the woman in white? Yes. Like, can we come up with something better than no, that? Apparently not. Can we just call it like the, what's another word? Uh, the woman in eggshell. <laughs> no, that's horrible. The woman, the woman in polar ice. <laughs> What? Why <laughs> polar? Because those are like the names of paint. No. <laughs> like it's like, uh, yes, the woman in silk milk. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so another story of the woman in white um, who's actually been seen countless times since the battle. She appears floating and then bending down, apparently still searching for someone. While no one knows her name, they have speculated she's actually one of the many nuns who came from a nearby convent to actually help um, tend to the wounded right after the battle. Um, So maybe she was chopping off a few legs and arms, um, and she's still looking for somebody out there on the field. For what? I don't know. She's going to chop off their arms and legs. They're already dead, though, so I don't know. Exactly. So what's the purpose? Well, she's still haunting it, so that's what matters. Go somewhere else. But yeah. Go do churchy things. <laughs> the Pope needs you. The Pope need the, the Polter Pope, Pope needs you. Yes. <laughs> he is calling for you. Yes, please, woman in white, if you can hear this <laughs> in your ghostliness, um, please go to the Polter Pope. <laughs> hmm. You are in need of some service. You're in need of service. Um, but yeah, then the next thing is uh 
The Angel on Culp's Hill um, is the location um, of the still existing but empty burial pits. Again, like I said, a lot of them, they would just throw them all in one big hole. Um, They would pile them all together and burn them or they just bury the bodies. They'd just be like, yeah, this totally isn't going to cause any epidemics. Totally. This is not how diseases spread. Just shoving a bunch of bodies in a hole. Um, (laughs) So uh, a lot of people say that if you listen carefully, um, you actually might hear the painful and pitiful cries of help, help, help me still on the field. Or perhaps maybe a ghostly plea from a long dead soldier still seeking his return home. Uh, nope <laughs> that's a no for me um many have asked why gettysburg um why gettysburgs but it's actually said that due to such a high emotion and tragedy that happened there and um, that many of the soldiers have stayed or were forced to stay um to continue fighting between both sides living and dead nope why I mean, did i going. sound like what what is the guys that do the the ghost who are they? The two boys, you know, the ones from BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I feel like that line like was very like BuzzFeed Unsolved-esque. Shout out. Please um, follow us. <laughs> That'd be delightful. But yeah, the but fighting yikes. between both sides. It'd be living like, go home. And dead. It's over. But yeah. Um, and it's also said that uh, many, if not all, Union soldiers were moved um, to a cemetery in honor of Abe Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. I told her, like, she was like, we're going to cover Gettysburg. And I was like, be prepared for Abraham Lincoln quotes. Oh, no. Did you know that one of Abraham's uh, Lincoln's most famous, not famous quotes, like it's something that people attribute to him is like, there are no strangers here, just friends we have not yet met. That's literally not even a quote by him. Like, I don't even know where people got that. It's like one of those like misquotes. The only quote that I really know to this day is the house divided cannot stand a house divided cannot stand that's really and the only reason why i remember that is because of night at the museum that's hilarious literally the only wait. reason why i remember that uh, wait isn't it teddy roosevelt at the yes, night at the museum it's teddy but it's when they're in oh okay it's like the new the one of the newer ones where they actually go to i think it's they go to the uh, the Smithsonian Museum or whatever. Well, that's the original. Like, it's one that they have to go to wherever the Lincoln Memorial is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the Smithsonian. So okay, so yeah. yeah so it is that, the Smithsonian. That giant statue. statue. Yeah, doesn't yeah, he, like, and he like them? breaks <laughs> breaks through the window and then he's like telling <laughs> whoever Ben Stiller's character is in ben this movie. Stiller. It's like the house divided cannot stand, <laughs> and then he walks off. That's the only reason why I remember it. There you go. We get a, a visit from statue Abraham Lincoln and ghost, oh, yeah. ghost Lincoln. Um, you know, we know where he should go to have some fun. The movie theater. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know what's gonna happen there? It'd be demolished. Assassination. Oh no! That's where he died. No. Anyway. Um, so anyway, Abraham Lincoln, um, the Confederate soldiers that died actually were not moved again, um, because they lost. So <laughs> the losers don't really get priority here. Um, I beg a differ, but yeah. So, um, to say, 
So many believe that the spirits of both Union and Confederate soldiers have stayed. Um, and again, this war was so divisive. It was literally brother versus brother and family versus family. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy to think about. It's a little sad. But yeah, and um, you can find out more at history.com slash American Civil War Battles or the War of Gettysburg. Go to history.com. They got all your information. Or like we told you guys, open a history book. That too. Or just listen to us. Or just listen to us. And we tell you all the history, even though we're not like great at it. But we do good. We're here. We're here. We're just here. Who needs to open a history book when you're here? Exactly. This is why we have Allison telling us all the history we need to know. With my very faulty English grammar. <laughs> but yeah, I'm here. We did it. <laughs> anyway, that's all the hauntings for the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. And now, shout out to our Poulter pal. Do we still just have one? Yes. Her name is Megan Lee. Thank you so much. We ap- You're the best. We appreciate you. You are appreciated, our little baby ghost. Um, And remember, um, we can only grow and continue doing what we do with support from you. So please give us a like, follow, subscribe, hit that button, hit all of the buttons. I love them. Smash them. Go to our Instagram, go to our Facebook, and um, we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Bye. been listening to the polter gals a rogue media network podcast this has been a rogue media podcast